Good evening, CR. How's everybody doing? Y'all are catching on. It's, it's even getting bigger because I don't hear that one or two people. I'm like, now I'm going, hey, good evening, CR. And they're like, I hear a bunch of them. So great. Um, if you are, guess what? Um, turn the mic on. Having a little technical. Hey, Brandon, guess what? Um, it's Easter still. Oh, yeah, I know it was that Sunday, but this is 50 days long. So Christ is risen! <laughs> So, so as you are making your way up front, um, what I would encourage you to do is look around. If you see some empty seats, invite someone. That would be a great thing. Um, I want to thank everybody that is attending here tonight. Y'all look awesome. For everybody that is watching on Facebook Live, thank you for tuning in. Absolutely. I keep telling you, if you love it on Facebook, you're going to love it here. So if we can, uh, let's open up in a word of prayer, and then we're going to open our hearts in some worship tonight. Lord God, we love you. We thank you for a beautiful, beautiful day. Lord, I pray for everyone that is here, everyone that is watching on Facebook Live. I pray for them, Lord, because there's a lot of storms that are going on in our lives. But, Lord, we know that you calm the seas. You are bigger than our problems, our storms. And, Lord, we ask for a healing. We ask for your blessings to be given out to us, Lord. We don't deserve them, but, Lord, you give them freely. If we just trust in you and look to you. Lord, for those that are battling addiction... Lord, I, um, I lift them up to you. And we give you everything that we say, everything that we do, and every word spoken tonight directly to you. And all of God's people said, amen. amen. You guys ready to worship tonight? that tonight we can feel your mercy falling you're turning our hearts back again here our praises rise to heaven draw us near Lord meet us here cause it's your kindness to repentance your favor Lord is our desire it's your beauty Lord that makes us stand in silence your love and your love is better than life it's better than life that's going on in the world today we need to be a generation that says Lord 
here I am with open hands. Give us clean hands. Give us pure hearts. Let us not turn to another. If you believe that tonight, let's, let's worship. If we can, let's let's sing that last that last thing just just to the Lord. Give us clean hands, give us pure hearts. Let us not lift our souls to another. And give us clean hands, give us pure hearts. Let us not lift our souls to another. And, oh, God, let us be a generation that seeks, seeks your face, oh, God of Jacob. And, oh, God, let us be a generation that seeks, seeks your face, Oh, God of Jacob. Amen. May we pray. Dear God, let this song be our prayer tonight. Give us clean hands, give us, give us pure hearts. 
and let us see your face only. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. a grateful and Southern believer in Jesus Christ. And um, I think my biggest struggle right now is forgiveness. And I know y'all heard me say it before, but I want it, but I struggle to forgive. And it also, of course, depends on what it is. But tonight we're going to do the eight recovery principles. At least I hope we are. And uh, I will read the principles and let you guys follow along with the verses. R, realize I'm not God. I admit that I am powerless to control my tendency to do the wrong thing and that my life is unmanageable. Happy are those who know that they are spiritually poor. Matthew 5, 3. E, earnestly believe that God exists, that I matter to him, and that he has the power to help me recover. Happy are those who mourn. For they shall be comforted. Matthew 5, 4. C. Consciously choose to commit all my life and will to Christ's care and control. Happy are the meek. Matthew 5, 5. O. Openly examine and confess my faults to myself, to God, and to someone I trust. Happy are the pure in heart. Matthew 5, 5. Ooh, I was looking at the wrong one. D, voluntarily submit to any and all changes God wants to make in my life and humbly ask him to remove my character defects. Happy are those whose greatest desire is to do what God requires. Matthew 5, 6. E, evaluate all my relationships, offer forgiveness to those who have hurt me, and make amends for harm I've done to others when possible, except when to do so would harm them or others. Happy are the merciful, Matthew 5, 7. Happy are the peacemakers, Matthew 5, 9. R, reserve a daily time with God for self-examination, Bible reading, and prayer in order to know God and his will for my life to gain the power to follow his will, and why. Yield myself to God to be used to bring this good news to others, both by my example and my words. Happy are those who are persecuted because they do what God requires. Thank you, guys. Y'all have a wonderful night. Hello, CR. I'm Craig. How are y'all doing? <laughs> I had to do that. I'll, I will um, pay for that one later, I'm sure. <laughs> I want to welcome you to CR, uh, especially if this is your first time here this evening. <clears throat> I know how hard it is to walk through the doors for that first time. We've all done it. And it, it's difficult, but one, probably one of the most rewarding experiences that I have ever had, and I think a lot of y'all would probably say the same. So I want to, what I want to do, particularly if this is your first time here this evening, I want to give you a welcome, 
and we hope that this, you will call this your home. And if you are a routine visitor or a member, welcome home again. We want to just say thank you. I was looking at um, announcements, and I see the casserole cook-off, which was done and great. For those that didn't, weren't here last week, you all missed out. It was um, a lot of goodness. Yeah, if you had to go on a trip, say to Greensboro or somewhere. And, hey, Woody and Leslie's hunting. There's no reason to go to Greensboro, right? <laughs> um, so I don't think. Do we have any other announcements right now? I don't think we do. Do we? Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, so no other announcements. I do want to make sure that you all check in online at Trustful First uh, CR. And in case Melissa checks in, that's not Texas. That's Trustful Alabama. The uh, it's time for the give back. There's baskets at the end of each row. If you'll pass them forward, I'm going to say a prayer over, over the baskets. What we do is we take a, a small love offering if you, if you feel led, and we use that for CR and for doing other mission work in, in the area and things that are related to us. I'm going to pray. Gracious and Heavenly Father, thank you for gathering us here this evening. Thank you for these wonderful people that are able to join, people that, were, that are joining and watching this online. Lord, we pray that we, you guide us through this week, and we know that the week can be quite difficult, and especially for some that are, that are facing monumental events in their life. And we just pray, Lord, that you put your calming grace over them, and we pray over this, these baskets as we're passing them around, and that we will do with this what your will is. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay, a couple other housekeeping. Bathrooms through this door. Men's first run on the left. Women's is, I mean, backwards. Women's first on the left. I want to make sure that's right. Women's first on the left, men's third door on the left. And then after this, we'll have Newcomers 101 for the folks that are here for the first time. If you're uh, here for small groups, it'll be through that door to the left. And then men will be on the left and women will be on the right down that hallway. Turn off your cell phones. No recording. And I think that's everything because tonight is a teaching night. And we will have um, Shan... Shuck it to the cob, I'm hoping, right? On schedule, it was me slash him, and so he's like, oh, God, I need to do the welcome so we can uh, Please, please. <laughs> I'll do the welcome for the rest of the year. Uh, we have witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes. <sighs> Hello, CR. My name is Shan. I'm a firm believer in Jesus, and I'm celebrating recovery from... Oh, gosh, let's see. It started with depression, cutting, suicidal thoughts, and all the other things that the enemy tries to put in a, in a pretty gift and with a pretty bow, and he hands it to you, and it looks great, so you take it. And then once you start conquering those things, once you get in the first 12 step, and you realize, okay, I can get a handle on this, and you get in the next 12 step, and you're like, oh, I didn't see that stuff. And then you get in the next one, and then 10 years later, I'm like, wow, God, there's still a bunch of junk. I am messed up. But I'm loved. No matter how squirrely I get, Jesus will kick my feet out from under me. He will sit me down, but he still loves me, and I'm thankful. Tonight, we're, uh, we're going to talk about sponsor, and for many of you, you're like, yeah, yeah, got it. I got the t-shirt. I'm sponsoring about 12 people. I'm going to need a sponsor myself after this, but tonight, we're talking about principle four which says, openly examine and confess my faults to myself, to God, and to someone I trust. Matthew 5, 8 says, happy are the pure in heart. Step four says, we made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Lamentations 3:40 says, let us examine our ways and test them and let us return to the Lord. First, let me say this. If you look at Lamentations 3, the whole chapter, it is the recovery process. We burn ourselves to the ground and have to work our way back and we can't do it right. We keep falling down. Just spend some time in Lamentations 3. It'll speak very loudly to you. Before we dive into the rest of this message, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear God, Scripture tells us to openly examine and confess our faults to ourselves, to you, and to someone we trust. Dear Lord, you know our past. You're familiar with all that is good and the bad things we've done. We ask you to give us strength and courage to list them 
so that we can come clean, if you will. You don't ask us to clean up before we come to you, but there is a process where we need to admit in order to break those chains. God, help us face our paths. Help us look in the mirror of truth, of our presence and our future. And that mirror of truth is found in your scripture. Please help us reach out to those who feel like they're in this alone because we were once there. You put us on this narrow path. Help us to climb down in the ditch and love somebody until they, they love themselves enough and feel worthy enough of being on the narrow path with you. Thank you for providing everything that we need. We pray all things in the precious and holy name of your son. Amen. So you think about the word sponsor, you've probably heard this or at least have a vague idea of what it means, but what exactly is a sponsor and accountability partner? So we're going to go over three things of why having a sponsor is vital. The first thing is having a sponsor and or accountability partner, it is biblical. We're told in Ecclesiastes 4, two are better than one because... They have a good return on their labor, and if one falls, the other can help them up. But pity anyone who falls and doesn't have anyone to help them up. Though one may be overpowered, two defend themselves. And we know what a, three, a quarter of three is. That's God with us, because he says we're two or more gather. And I love seeing this group that believes in we're two or more gather. Because you got to see it from this view sometime. You're literally sitting in clusters mostly of two and threes. And what I like to visualize is on each side of you is an angel going, mm -mm, not this one. Mm -mm. God's got his hand on this one. You can't have him, Satan. I love that, y'all. It's a great visual. Proverbs 27 tells us iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Having a sponsor or accountability partner is key part of your recovery program. Now, your program has four key elements for success. Honesty, meetings, spiritual program, and your service. So, to the best of your ability, it's crucial to maintain your honesty in reality. That's the key. You got to work the principles, stay in reality. And I'll just be honest, you get convicted. If you're like me, if I try to tell you something, this is going to tell you the truth regardless of what I say. I'm like, no, that didn't happen. Trying to fight back the smile, trying to, you know, or if I can't look at you, no, it's fine. It's, uh, yeah. You know, action speaks straight from the heart. Whatever's in the heart is going to come out. All you got to do is we have to learn to hush sometimes. Sit back and watch. He'll tell you everything you need to know. Making your recovery group meetings is priority in your schedule. Before everybody started coming in, if you ever notice me and Andre, we'll sit together and we'll start. All right, here we go. Most of our talks come down to how critical it is, no matter how far along your recovery is, keep working the program. Andre said he got up 3.30. He's 15 years clean. He's in his work clothes. He's in his program. Sarge says he's 30 years. Terry's 32 or 33. I've lost count. He's ran off and left us. In 25 years, I still work that program, though. You know why? As soon as you stop working it, as soon as you feel like you got this, the enemy goes, yeah, you got this. Come on. You got this. You're good. Come on. Because if you ain't butting heads with the devil, you're holding his hand. I'd rather him be mad at me, throwing arrows at me, because I know I'm in God's will. And if I'm in God's will, I got some protection that I don't even need to see because I know it's there. You maintain that spiritual program with Jesus. You do this through prayer, meditation, and studying his word. Man, we were just in this, Andre. We were just all over this. People get comfortable. They get emotionally disconnected. I, I don't feel nothing. It just doesn't do anything for me. This is my favorite. Steve's going to like this. This is my favorite because I know he's heard it. I've heard it. I don't get anything from the preacher. Well, guess what you ain't supposed to? You're supposed to get it from the Word. You're just supposed to get confirmation from the preacher. I'm going to tell you something. When I sit under a preacher, I'm like, man, he knows everything I've been doing. No, he don't. The Holy Spirit's going, I see you. 
I'm speaking through people. If you come just to get fed by the preacher, you're always going to be starving. You've got to get in the word. The fourth one is your service. Service is not just about being a sponsor. It's not just about being accountability. It's about doing life together. You know, when I first started in leadership and I was at 180 Church, we had several of them that come in and go, I don't have a car. I can't get a job yet. I got all these blocks. There's no way I can help. And I'll never forget Roy. He said, can you get here by 4 o'clock? Yeah, yeah, I can get, a, I can get here by 4. All right, you want to wash some dishes? You want to take out garbage? I said, I'll do them both. Service starts when we stop thinking about ourselves and we put somebody else in front of us. It's that easy. These programs aren't run by themselves. Y'all see the leadership team here. It's big. There's always something else you can help with. Service is part of the kingdom work. Jesus didn't come to be served. He served. So what are the qualifications real quick of the qualities of a sponsor? We're going to run through this real quick. Proverbs 20 says, Though good advice lies deep within a counselor's heart, the wise man will draw it out. Conversation right outside the door, right before we started. When you're present and in somebody's situation, that's your greatest gift. You ain't got to say a word. But if the Spirit says, hey, speak this, better be bold. You ain't got to worry about how it's going to be received because God's already prepared the heart to receive it. Be obedient. So when you're looking at a sponsor, you want to say, does the walk match the talk? Are they living all the principles? Do they have a growing relationship with Christ? They ain't just pew sitters. Pew sitters ain't going to get into heaven. I hate to tell people. God's not going to say, I need the third row on the right side at the first. That's not how it works. He's not going to usher us in like that. Does your sponsor express the desire to help others? Again, it ain't about me. I ain't arrived yet. I'm not perfect till God calls me home. He's still working on me. First time somebody goes, I can help you. You better run. You better run. I get more help from people that go, uh-uh, I ain't got nothing to say. I'm jacked up. You're who I want to talk to because you get it. You're right there with me. Does your sponsor show care, compassion, and hope, not pity? Are they a good listener? Are they strong enough to call you out on your denial or procrastination? That's going to hurt some toes. That's going to hurt some toes. I don't know how I can get this done. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. What'd you do today? I sat at the house. You know how many minutes are in a day? What'd you do with each one of them? That hurts sometimes. Do they offer suggestions or a simple ear? Now, when this says, or do they offer suggestions, there comes a time when, when we're talking to each other and we truly know there's nothing else we can give. We don't, we, there's areas we don't have advice. We got to know when to say, I know somebody. And let me say this, and I hope everybody listening online hears this loud and clear. There's no shame in getting help physically, mentally, emotionally, or spiritually. I know counselors for all of them. There's no shame. We are broken people. We've been broken since the garden. Anybody says they ain't broken, they got a blue chip for that. Just come on down at the end. And I want to walk in your shoes. You can walk in mine all you want. My flip-flops are broke. I want to walk in your shoes because you got a good life. And then the most important is, can your sponsor share their struggles? That's hard. I know there's, there's one of my stepsisters here, so I call them when we go through step study together. I say they're my stepsisters. I know there's a stepsister here tonight, and there's several of them I'm bonded with because I've done several step studies with them. And let me tell you the most freeing thing in the world is when you are talking to them, you're like, I'm done. This is how raw it is. I'm over it. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And you're crying to the point they can't understand what you're saying, you know. And they go, I hear you. They don't tell you you're wrong. They don't tell you you're stupid. 
They acknowledge you. You see, many times in our hurt, that's all we need. See me. Hear me. I'm real. Just see me. Because this world gets too busy and we don't see people. And then the enemy likes to say, ain't nobody listening to you. Shut up. They don't care. You're invisible. But he went to that cross before we were born. He knew. And he still knows. And he still sends his guardian angels. So as a sponsor, you have to be transparent. You have to be real. If not, you're setting them up for failure. So, the role of the sponsor, discuss things. Sometimes it gets a little too personal. Make sure you're available in times of crisis. Set boundaries. I know some people are like, they call me at 11 o'clock at night. You didn't set a boundary. That's your fault. Got that codependency kicking in. You need to check that real quick. Are they a sounding board? Meaning, can I just say what I got to say and you hear me completely without interrupting me? And then, then give me advice? Do they encourage you? Are you important enough that their lifestyle speaks to you as an example of how to live? See, that's important. You got to make sure that that person you're sponsoring says, you're important enough to me. Let's, let's just throw out an example. Alcohol's never been my issue. Drugs have never been my issue. Mine is depression. Do you think I'm going to be sitting at a bar? No. Even though it's not my issue, it takes one person that I'm a sponsor to that is battling alcoholism. They're going to be like, she's a hypocrite. I'm not going to listen to things she got to say. My sponsees are important enough that I'm going to set an example. I don't care if they're 20, 30, 40 years down the road of not taking a drink. Sometimes your last relapse is your last relapse, and I'm not going to be the stumbling block. So how do you find a sponsor or accountability partner? Well, around here, when you get into 12-step, your leaders are usually your first sponsor. They've been in group with you. You've got to trust with them. You've got to bond with them. It's a whole lot easier to talk. After that, we'd like for you to go through the step study again because it's not a one-and-done program. God's bringing more things to the surface. But as you're in CR for a long period of time, you'll probably bond with others. You'll bond with them because you're in small group on Tuesday nights. You have more things in common, and that's fine. But we're not to enable each other. We're to speak truth in love when we look in the mirror of truth, which is Scripture. So real quick, what's the difference between a sponsor and accountability partner? And I like to use the football analogy. We're in the South. It fits. So you got your team up there. They're all on the same line. That's your accountability. I mean, yeah, that's your accountability. They're all going through this together. Your accountability is just like those going through the step study together. You're all accountability partners. You're in recovery together. Your sponsor is your coach. They're on the sidelines. They're leading your step study. They've been there. They know where the potholes are in the road. So as you're navigating, they're telling you, mm, don't step there. Be careful there. Listen to that one more time. They're helping you call the shots. They keep you on the road to recovery so you don't fall off the road into the ditch. Now, we do fall off the road sometimes. Their job is also to climb down in that ditch and love you out of the ditch. Not pull you out. Love you out. And there's a difference. To love you out of the ditch says, I see you. You matter. You are not not what the enemy tells you. They start praying over you. They tell you you are redeemed. His blood did cleanse you the first time. Jesus doesn't need to baptize you twice because the water works the first time. There ain't nothing wrong with that water the first time. We're the ones that go back into sin. They start talking to you. They start telling you the truth. Now get ready because the enemy's going to start firing at you and them. That's okay. The sponsor's ready for that because the sponsor's been through it. When the enemy starts coming, the sponsor says, come on at me, devil. I ain't scared of you. You can't pull me back to the gates of hell. I will call on the name of Jesus in a heartbeat. I will call down. Now, see, this is where, okay. Some of y'all are going to know this because y'all been in step study with me. Sons of thunder, you know, I really, I'm like, Jesus, if you just let me call down fire one time, I can fix a lot of stuff. And he'd be like, no, you'd be stupid with it. That's why I'm not giving you this. 
Uh, just one time. I just need them to know when I call on the name of Jesus, they physically see it. Spirit says, oh, they see it. You just don't see their heart. I got this. Stay in the word. Stay praying for them, over them, with them. No matter what the enemy comes at you with. Keep on. So we're going to wrap this up here real quick because we're going to have just a little bit of church. We're going to look at biblically what it means to be accountable. If we have been faithful to our recovery, then we've heard this. Galatians 6, 1 says, Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who are spiritual should restore them gently, but watch yourself or you also may be tempted. Now this ain't talking about you're going to be tempted by their triggers and their struggles. What this is saying is you become relaxed with your boundaries and you allow yourself to slip back into old habits and character defects. Be diligent because the wolf is at the door. Church, hear me. The wolf is at the door. The devil ain't afraid of you if you ain't in the word. He will drive you to church. He will sit beside you. He will come to the altar with you. If you're not going to stand on the word, he ain't afraid of you. The wolf is at the door. And many times they're sitting right beside us. We don't even know it. Ephesians 4.25 Having put away the falsehood, let each one of you speak truth to your neighbor. We speak truth in love. We're not trying to hurt anybody. We're not trying to hurt anybody. We speak truth in love. Because in the end, I do believe when I stand before God, he's going to say, I put so-and-so in front of you and I gave you the words. Why didn't you speak the words they needed to hear? I will be held accountable for that. James 5, starting in 19, it says, If anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone brings him back, let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering will save his soul from death. You see, sometimes we see the wolves getting close to somebody else long before they ever see them closing in. You see, sometimes, sometimes we get our toes stepped on. You got Andre, you got Sarge, you got Terry or somebody going, hey, hey, wake up. What do you mean you're going back with them? Weren't they the same ones that were selling you that stuff? What's wrong with you? You got to wake up. Sometimes we see the wolves closing in faster than someone else will. That's where they're wandering away. Hebrews 10, starting 25, says, Do not neglect to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encourage each other, and all the more as you see the day drawing. Life gets tough. The enemy throws arrows at us. He throws arrows from places we never expected. I got family I have to live from, I have to love from afar. See us what it is. I've been a target long enough. I don't owe you to be your target. God created me for abundance. That's not material. That's abundance of mercy, grace, peace, joy, and all of the characteristics I will encounter in heaven. I got to love you from afar. I love you. I forgive you. I got no hard feelings. You stay on that side of the fence. I'm going to stay on mine. We good. I love you. We good. We have to stay in God's word because when that day comes, every knee will bow whether they want to or not. I want my knee to freely bow now. I do not want the rocks out worshiping me. Romans 14 says, Each of us will give an account of his time and himself before God. I'm not saying you need a sponsor or accountability partner while you're going through the recovery process. What I am saying is it's biblical to do life with each other according to scripture because there will be that day, like I said, when I'm standing before God. And he said, you shoulda, you coulda. And I'm gonna be like, I would have if I'd thought, mm, not good enough. I know God's going to say, I put that person before you. I don't care if I have to change lines in the grocery store when the Holy Spirit gives me a word. And I've done that. 
my son in his teens, and I'm putting everything back in the cart. And he's like, uh uh, no, no, no. I'm like, we're going over here. It's like, that's the longest line. I don't care. That's what I was told to do. And I get in line and we're waiting. And now there's 12 people in front of me before I get there. But you know what? When I got up there, she was $2 short of getting her baby's food. I didn't know why I was moving, but God did. Be obedient. You don't know when God's going to use you to be an angel in somebody else's life. Be obedient. And I'm going to wrap up with this one, so if the praise team wants to start back. Ephesians 4, I want you to read the whole thing, verses 1 through 32, but in a nutshell it says, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility, all gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in a bond of peace. There's one body, there's one spirit, just as you have been called to one hope that belongs to your calling. It's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. I don't need a yes person. I need somebody that's going to look at me and tell me my spiritual slip is showing and I need to get myself back in the bathroom and check myself before I wreck myself because I need somebody to say to me, you're better than this. I need somebody to look at me and speak truth and love because on that day I want to hear well done faithful servant not mm, wasn't good enough you see sometimes I can get hyper focused on something and I can accidentally let some things slide by and I need somebody to go hey you're missing the mark I need to be held accountable to scripture not just by a few people that I pick and choose I'm not going to pick and choose scripture that fits what I'm doing. I need somebody to look at me and say, hey, I just read this. The Spirit gave this to me, and I think it applies to you. And I need them to share that with me so that I can dive deeper and I can listen to the Holy Spirit convict my heart. We're to be transformed by the Spirit, not conform scripture to our agenda. That's the conversation I want to hear. I want to hear that. You know, please let me be a fly on the wall when we're sitting there in heaven and God says, mm, you said that scripture don't apply? Please let me be a fly on the wall. Oh, wait, I forgot. Mosquitoes and flies, I'm saying are not going to be in heaven because Noah put them on the ark and he shouldn't have. I'm just, that's just, because I don't think they're going to be bugging us in heaven, pun intended. But having a sponsor is biblical. Having accountability is biblical. And I'll be honest, you want to get me fired up? Let me hear somebody say those people. I'll get on the soapbox real quick. Because we forget that Jesus took those people. He redeemed those thugs that would have been called those people. And he changed the world. Look to your left and your right. We sit among redeemed thugs. I'd much rather be sitting with redeemed thugs at the feet of Jesus in dirt than admiring the Pharisees' decor. Recovery is day by day as God helps us live life one minute, one second, one moment at a time. Let's pray. God, believers in God, we know the power you have. You have jerked us out of the jaws of death because you're not done with us. God, let us be your hands and feet. We try so hard to fix and control our lives, our hurts, our habits, and our hang-ups and admit that we are powerless to change. But God, your power helps us every single day. You love us enough that you sent your son to the cross to die for our sins. God, help us open ourselves up more. Open our eyes, our ears, our hearts, our minds to the hope that can be found in Jesus. Please help us to stay living a life full of hope and mercy and grace so that one day we will see you face to face. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. He will just rise to your feet for us.
So 